Today's episode is brought to you by Sundays for Dogs. Your dog deserves tasty, healthy, real food, not kibble. Sundays is real food for dogs, formulated by a vet with only the highest quality fresh meat, veggies, fruit and superfoods, then simply air dried to perfection. Made in the USA at a USDA human food facility. It's customized for your dog's size, breed and activity level. It's real, raw, whole food ingredients, air dried for superior nutrition, taste and convenience. It's quality ingredients for maximum health. For our American friends, the plan starts at less than $2 a day and Sundays for Dogs is shipping to the UK too. You'll notice increased excitement about eating, better stools, far more energy, improved weight, an easy to maintain weight, a softer and shinier coat. Take a quick quiz to find out the right plan for your pup. And the best part is this. Get 35% off your first order with the promo code DOGSLIFE. Yes, that's 35% off with the promo code DOGSLIFE. So go to sundaysfordogs.com. That's sundaysfordogs.com. how much we love to go to dog-friendly restaurants, cafes, cinemas. Well, we're about to jump on Zoom to talk to Nadia Legault, who's launched a really clever software system to allow dog-friendly people to book in advance for the very best dog-friendly seats in town. I'm Anna Webb. Welcome to A Dog's Life. Welcome to A Dog's Life. Hi, Anna. Thanks so much for having me. Not at all. No, it's so exciting, actually, because oh, I feel privy to, you know, your business that's called Wagit. As we got introduced quite early on in the process, I think, through a mutual friend called Timothy. <laughs> that's very true, because you both have um, bull terriers right <laughs> yes it's quite a small community actually our, <laughs> us bull terrier owners and the one thing's for sure anyone who owns a bull terrier they are slightly mad so we have that <laughs> so I know Tim and I have that in common but I'm in, I'm in awe of him because he's got four and yeah. I don't know how he manages I know it's crazy but he adores it and honestly he's, he keeps it, we've had to tell him to stop because he keeps adopting them <laughs> I know, I know. He says latest one um, is deaf, isn't he? Yes, yes. Very true, yeah. <laughs> but um, I know. Anyway, so he's uh, way more man than me, I can say, actually. But Nadia, so explain a bit about Wagit. Okay, so I started, when I moved to England from Italy, I worked for a company which did online reservations. Um, I was actually the first salesperson in Europe for OpenTable. Um, and I knew the benefits for online bookings were huge, both for people who could book places online without having to call around and uh, for the businesses to get online bookings. 
when I when Lola came into my life, my cavalier King Charles Spaniel that's snoring right behind me, um, uh, I I wanted to book places online, and you know places said they were dog friendly, and then you'd arrive and they'd say you're outside, and I was like, this doesn't make any sense. So I thought there had to be a better way, and also for groomers, it was practically impossible getting through on the fo- through to them on the phone. So that's why I created Wagit so that dog owners can have a less stressful life with their dogs so they can book places online they can discover new ones um and i don't know whether you have had the same experience when you want to bring your dog out your friends are like oh my god we're gonna have to go to that pub (laughs) so at least people can find new places um yeah just a community for everyone to be able to have an easier life with their dogs yeah i know i think it's absolutely brilliant and it is that parallel with open table that i really like about the site because it does open up new ideas because you know everybody does get a bit stuck in their ways you know and you've got your stalwart places to go i know i do and then it's nice to be able to think actually well hang on let's see what other dog friendly venues there actually are in hackney you know i know a good few of them but i actually went on the other day and it's opened my eyes to quite a few interesting pubs that I had no idea they even existed, let alone that they're so dog friendly. But you see, I'd like to know, Nadia, do you go to all of these places? Do you vet them? Um, I don't necessarily go to all of them, but I definitely speak to the owners and the team there so that they're all aware that when you book online through Wagit, a four-legged <laughs> a friend will come along, uh, which is one of the things businesses really like about Wagget because you know uh, they all a lot of the staff find themselves a bit um you know they're they're not quite sure what to do when someone walks in with the dog because they're worried that other guests will get upset and so on so by booking through Wagget they can preempt (laughs) this you know they can preempt someone arriving with their dog and sit them maybe at a more comfortable table and ask you know people if they'll be okay with the dog uh, sat next to them which is a good experience for us. Yeah, definitely, actually, because that's, I I think, the the big thing about what defines being dog friendly and dog tolerant you know um, yeah. I mean at an event that I know you were at because I was there as well <laughs> um, was recently in M restaurant um, in Victoria in London which is a very famous steakhouse and an amazing place actually I mean it's so it's so grand inside very slick I absolutely love it but M restaurants being dog friendly for ages and ages i think yes they have the the uh, the founder uh, martin williams has a dog himself and has always allowed dogs in every restaurant he's had <laughs> for that reason they're very dog friendly aren't they they're they're yeah dog centric i'd say yeah <laughs> and the staff like you were just mentioning i couldn't believe it was so accommodating to all of the dogs you know so they'd obviously been given a bit of a, a lesson in how to approach dogs what the dogs needed you know water bowls brought over you don't have to ask for the water bowl i think that's my big defining factor actually with dog friendly it's if you have to ask for a bowl of water you know that they're not briefed in advance Um, whereas if a bowl of water is just brought over on your arrival that is the little bit that makes a massive difference for me yes as well if they've thought about it and bring over a couple of dog biscuits or something you know that's also a nice touch but it is making that dog the dog feel welcome that is so true and I think if you're a dog owner you do know how 
um, how stressful it is when your dog's thirsty. You, it doesn't settle in 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 the restaurant or pub quite as nicely as when you know there's water. But it like the dog knows that there's water there that they have you know maybe a blanket or so on. And and I just yeah I don't settle either until she 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 gets some water. I mean I tend to bring a bowl of water with, you know in my bag, but yeah it's always so nice when they bring it out first. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it makes such a difference, doesn't it? And I think when when staff are so nice, you tend to want you know you 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 tend to want your dog to behave well. Like at the M event, all the dogs were very well behaved. You know, the owners were all um, careful that the dogs weren't in the way. They kept them next to them. You know, they weren't dogs running around, which is one of the things that I think stops a lot of places from allowing dogs. They think that we'll just walk in and unleash the the hound and let them run amok but it's not like that you know even dog owners need, need to have dog etiquette when they're in uh, when they're in restaurants and, and pubs oh gosh I mean you're so so right there I mean one of the things I offer as training is um training your dog to be able to be you know well behaved in a pub you know um doggy etiquette restaurant etiquette cafe etiquette you see because not every dog can do it. it you know it does depend and it does take some training and I think more and more the more we want to take our dogs to all these super places the more the owners have to shape up really to their dogs and work out how they're going to get their dog to a restaurant and settle because um as i say lots of dogs find that quite difficult it's all about yeah raising the bar i think for our expectations now as modern dog owners because i mean the thing is nadia i mean this is all quite new i mean you know i always reference this on the podcast but in in 2002 which to me doesn't seem that long ago but it is 20 years scarily nowhere was dog friendly in london there were a couple of places they didn't advertise they were dog friendly it was a really rare occurrence to be able to take your dog inside a cafe let alone a pub that was a big thing and if an eating area you know even today there's still a few mixed messages going on as to whether your dog can join you in the restaurant you see so but in 2002 really nothing and bit by bit though as the dog boom started to grow the swell started to happen the tidal wave hit in 2005 then we've seen a lot of change happening but it is yes this preconceived idea I suppose and it is up to the individual pub owner or whatever's own personal opinion on it really isn't it Nadia? Yeah because there's nothing that annoys me more more than when I arrive at at a restaurant pub and they say sorry for health and safety reasons we're legally not allowed to have dogs in I'm like yeah there is no law yeah (laughs) it's and I tell them you know I say you can just say you don't want dogs in your pub. I know we really love them. I'm like, no, don't worry. I'm not going to, you know, everyone can make, make their own decisions. But I still don't understand. I think, you know, and I think in, in, in the UK, it's either, you know, the black or white. They don't, they don't have the flexibility. Because if you're a busy pub on a sports night, don't allow dogs then. But allow them in on a Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday. You know, people are still working from home. They might want to pop out for lunch when they're walking their dog. 
so why not open to you know do, uh, dog owners during times when you're a bit quieter it's i mean it's a marketing channel i mean well, if, well i know all. i mean well this is it you know and i but, but this is it and this is what defines i think being really dog friendly like m restaurant for example or just doing it to tap into the hound pound which i do feel oh, a bit cynical about you know because it's a huge market if you look at the amount of dogs now and and the demographic which is getting younger you know in the pandemic people reckoned that 35 percent of the pandemic puppies were bought by the millennials so the real working demographic the demographic that pubs restaurants and everybody wants to tap into they're now dog owners whereas 20 years ago i, I was actually a millennial then <laughs> um it was i i was an utter freak i mean i tell you i was the only person person of my age that decided to bring a dog into their life and set forth, you know, navigating the world with a bull terrier by my side. It was unusual, you know, because it used to be that when you retired, you got a dog, but not anymore. And that's, in fact, partly, I think, because dog friendly has grown so much. What, what do you think? Yes, completely. And I think, you know, I mean, if you look at everything, we've had conversations about food, haven't we? Look at the, the how much food for dogs has evolved. I mean, 10 years ago or long, we used to give leftovers, didn't we? <laughs> now it's, uh, you know, because we want to live happier lives and we want our dogs to have happier lives. You know, there's a lot more self-care awareness for us and our dogs, even grooming. You know, people are regularly taking the dogs to grooming. I think it's the dog-friendly thing has become, not as you said, more than dog-friendly. We've become dog-centric. We see them as, you know, our friends or our babies different in different scenarios. So, you know, we do get more upset if there's, you know, there's the dog suffers from separation anxiety. I think also with lockdown, I feel I feel for you know dog parents who got a dog during lockdown because they haven't been able to train them to go out, I know. You know, to go to public places and so on, and and they get so stressed. I, I feel that's why one of the things I do say and um, is to try and take them to the pub on quieter times to get used to it. It, and for you to get used to it, because owners just get so stressed, don't they? When the dog starts barking in a pub, they think, my God, the world, everyone's looking at me. But actually, we're a lot more accommodating now. Yeah, yeah, this is a big thing. And of course, that's when behaviours get reinforced, you know, when you're very anxious about your dog and you're thinking, oh, no, you know, because your cortisol's rising and the dog smells your cortisol rising. And then the dog's cortisol rises even more. Um, so very quickly, you've got a situation that's being rewarded, although you're not trying to reward your dog's behaviour. So it's very important. Yes, you've got to do everything with dogs in tiny little bits. So literally the first time you're going in, for a cup of coffee staying in the pub for 20 minutes and leaving again at a very quiet time of day and then building it gradually 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 up to that day when you do a Sunday lunch with a great group of people but you certainly don't start taking your dog for its first visit to the pub on it for a Sunday lunch in a crowded environment with loads of people that is a recipe to not succeed and I always say you mustn't ever let your dog down you always must do 
do things to enable your dog to have a, a positive experience wherever they go. So it's always build things gradually. Now, I had a friend actually who <laughs> took their, their, their Boston Terrier actually for a big family picnic. And it was the first picnic this dog had ever been on, you see, in the park where they're normally running around. So the whole experience was a complete disaster, actually. So I explained, look, from now on, you take a blanket with you on every walk and you sit on the blanket and just do it for three minutes and quit on and up and build to five. And the smaller the increment in those situations, the more successful the outcome's going to be. So there, that's that's what I would recommend to everyone listening. It's the smallest increments possible. But yes, yes, and letting restaurants know in advance. But, you know, in your journey, though, Nadia, because you launched at a difficult time. I mean, it was literally, you know, again, just as the pandemic had struck. Yes, we did. Um um, because we, we saw the need and uh, and we weren't expecting of obviously the pandemic to last and then to get more lockdowns. I think that was one of the toughest things for me was that we launched the website uh, in October ahead of Christmas. We prepared everything, you know, got uh, got venues on board um, ahead of Christmas because it's the busiest time. So we thought, you know, dog owners will want to know what places they can go during Christmas with their and then there was the lockdown here. <laughs> but, you know, we didn't we didn't just sit, sit and wait. We worked on our brand. We built a good Instagram following. Um, you know, we built other different things. And the dog community is so wonderful. Um, there's a lot of people who get we got feedback and we started approaching hospitality so that when when things reopened, we were ready to go. Mm, no, really, really good. And I think you went on Dragon's Den. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> I just had a, a shiver there for a moment. <laughs> the most terrifying and exciting thing I've ever done in my life, and I would never do it again. <laughs> Gosh, but it's brilliant, isn't it, to be selected to actually get there? Because I, I don't know. I mean, I mean, millions of people must apply. So I think you know, it's it's kind of like you did it. It was a success that you were selected to go on. Yes, I mean, to be honest, Anna, when they called me, I thought it was a prank call. <laughs> they, they called me from the BBC and they said, this is the BBC, and, you know, blah, blah. and I was like, okay, that's not, can't be. And then, <laughs> well, yes, you have to be so careful. I mean, somebody rang me yesterday, funnily enough, saying they're from Google and it was an American number and everything. I'm from Google and I just want to check the opening hours of your business. And I'm like... I'm really sorry, but I'm really scared of calls like this. Um, can you email me? And I hung up. <laughs> I did the same thing. So I got him to email me. And then I, I Googled his name and I did some research. Because obviously, the other thing is you can't tell anyone. So the minute they contact you, they're like, right, if you're interested in this, you can't disclose our conversation, can't tell anyone. So <laughs> you're like, oh, my God, I feel like a spy. Um, but yeah, so then it was... Then when I agreed, so, you know, it was a very early stage, Anna, for the business. And I didn't have revenue. We were in lockdown. I was like, how are they going to, you know, but if it's such an early stage, I thought it's not really a potential. I see companies go on Dragon's Den and they've, you know, they're already making millions or something like that. And they want to expand globally. That's why one of the reasons they go there. Um, But I thought, we're in lockdown. I need the brand to be out there. And this could be the best way to get it out there without, you know, without spending much money. 
Well, yes. I mean, you know, the exposure from that is everything in a way. I mean, I guess. So So, what, what were their feedback? I mean, what did Deborah Meaden think? So I know Deborah is a massive dog lover. Yes, but Deborah doesn't take her dogs, uh, doesn't, from what I know, <laughs> doesn't take her dogs with her. So the, the person who actually immediately went, this is a great idea, was Steve Bartlett, because he's got a Frenchie, I believe. Um, and he had him. He had him in the in the studio. Um, so he said to me, he was like, "Yes, I really need this because you know when we need to book a taxi, uh, we know we have to go out and leave. When we have to go out, I always have to, you know, when I'm in London." This, so he was really, and actually, he was the one because, you know, one of the things people people say, and I'm sure you appreciate what dog owners really get what I mean. People say, "Oh well, Open Table could just put a tick box." And the thing with the tick box is that it tells you your place is dog friendly, but it doesn't tell you how much it's dog friendly, right? Like if you can only sit outside. And I mean, we don't live in, in the warmest of countries. Sitting outside isn't always a great option. No. And it's horrible. Yeah, so an open table. So Steve Barlow actually said, no, the tick box doesn't really work for dog owners who want you know really want to go out with their dog and want to have more information and also open table is not focused on that there's loads of restaurants on open table which don't even say they're dog friendly because sometimes they don't want to publicize it too much you know like um there's a group of hotels that works with us and they said we don't actually want to put it too much on our website because it puts some people off you know gosh I hadn't thought of that I actually hadn't thought of that but I suppose you know I always say when you you know particularly in London there's loads of people wherever you go you you do need to understand and appreciate and respect that not everybody likes dogs you know as much as I don't understand that it is a thing yeah and uh, oh my uh, Anna after Dragon's Den so on Dragon's Den night we got uh when it aired we got 34,000 visit visits in one like in 10 minutes wow. <laughs> to the website yeah and hundreds of emails hundreds and even some hate emails <laughs> well yeah I mean as someone said to me once you you put your head above the parapet you have to expect to be shot wait for this though Lola got a hate email my dog someone wrote in to something they didn't tell me so I had someone um kind of uh, read all the emails and all the Instagram posts and all the tweets because uh, BBC actually advised me try not to read everything because it's going to be some nasty stuff. But someone decided to tweet some nasty comments about Lola. I mean, that's for me is beyond. I was like, I mean, that's another level. But, you know, as you said, yeah, there's, you know, it's I, I look at all the good that came from it rather than the 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 two or three comments which were negative there was hundreds of wonderful people who decided to share share their feedback with me well that's amazing though isn't it I mean how 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 brilliant was that but yeah I mean maybe you should stay in touch with Steve and keep him updated on the on the journey I I wish I I mean obviously I'm connected with him and so on as in uh, on social but he's a very busy man <laughs> Um, so, well, I'm still looking for a dragon. A dragon, yes, yes, we all need one of those, you know, actually. <laughs> but, no, well done. I think that's that's really brilliant. Um, really, really brilliant, Nadia. It is, I agree, because 
I suppose on Open Table, I must admit, I haven't actually used Open Table myself, so I'm not very adventurous, but I much prefer Wagged. I can definitely see that I would use that, you see, because I don't want to filter through millions of things. I, I've, I get attention deficit and I get confused easily and overstimulated. So I'm much better with a, a focus service that's going to present me with 12 options rather than 112. And then I can go, yep, 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 yep. And I suppose that's one of the great benefits of Wagget. But also surely in terms of reviews for the actual pubs or restaurants themselves, right? Yes, so we, there's lots of reviews on there. We we do socials every Friday, or well, even other days. We we post about different venues. We've got experiences as well. Um, oh, I have to tell you this. Yesterday, I did an experience which we're going to launch tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow, and then um, it's called the uh, afternoon tea on an e-bike. Afternoon tea on an e-bike was basically, um, gosh, I'm, I'm so excited about this. So this could be the first podcast in the world that's talking about this. No I, think, I, I really think so. So you can have, it's an e-bike, you sit, sit two people and you can bring your dog and you have afternoon tea while they, they ride around London and you go do sightseeing. It's so brilliant. who provides the afternoon tea? It's a bakery in Common Garden called uh, BB Bakery. Oh, very nice. Lovely. It's, it's a lovely experience. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm mad. So you're on a tandem. It's not a tandem. It's, so there's someone cycling at the front and then you have two seats behind. Think of uh, Tuk Tuk. Oh, OK. OK. Oh, God, that's, that's great. So you don't even have to cycle. Yeah, no, well, there's a driver, so they provide the driver, and you yeah. and your friends sit at the back. Yeah. And have, yeah, yeah, it's brilliant. And it's all eco friendly, it's beautiful. You can see them around London. Um, they're probably going to expand soon, also in other major cities, but for now, they're only started in London. But it's, a, it's such a lovely experience to do. Oh, Nadia, can we do this? I want to go. <laughs> yes, of course. It's bookable on Wagon. <laughs> I'll be, yes, I'll book it on Wagget and then you can be my guest. Yeah, there's actually there's a, an actual 10% discount if you book it on Wagget. So. I know, what a great idea. It's brilliant for the summer. Anyone visiting London, I mean, what a, what a great idea. Actually, I've got a friend actually coming in from Germany, hopefully in July. So this is a perfect thing to do. Yeah, yeah, it's wonderful. There's even commentary. So uh, yeah, I learned a lot about Big Ben. <laughs> Um, yeah, so it's yeah, you, you, your friend will love it and you'll love it too. Okay, great. So, what's that called again, Nadia? It's called um, Veluba. So, the, it's like a, a Velo and Uber. So, it's V E L U B A. But you can find it on our website uh, on Wagget. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you can book this on Wagget, right? Yes. And you get the 10% discount. So that's amazing. Oh, gosh. Well, I really hope some of our listeners are going to do this. So what's it called again? Velio bike. Velio. Velo bike. Veluba. 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 And then afternoon tea. Yes, that sounds brilliant. So, Nadia, what do you think the next steps then are of you? For um, for Wagget, um, we, we definitely want to start a membership program so that we can give um, our our um, audience some events, you know, some package deals as well. Maybe restaurant and a groom, <laughs> you know, like if there's the like for example, Gaucho is right next to a grooming parlor, so we could do like have lunch and and get your dog groomed at the same time kind of thing. So they, these are kind of promotions we want to do, especially to, as we've discussed, to help um, dog owners who 
who are a bit hesitant to go out with their dogs to restaurants and so on try to encourage it more um, yes yeah no amazing I'm amazing well I mean actually thanks to you and the introduction I did a talk at Gaucho's in Hampstead not that long ago that went very well helping owners understand how to get their dogs to settle and how to get their focus in an environment that smells of delicious juicy steak so you know you're you're compromised you know in your abilities as a as a mere human to compete you know <laughs> yeah I know that is the struggle with some of the lovely events news we have is that the, the dogs get carried away by the smells but um but most of them you know i, th- I think well, we the the relationship we're having with a lot of our partner restaurants and venues is that it, we 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 do you know no, notify them that they're bringing dogs and the our audience are all very um well-behaved dog owners <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. But it's a challenge, you know, and it's you're you're helping people, you know, spend more time with their dogs and you're helping people, you know, get to know their dogs better and helping people rise to the challenge of training. And I think that's great. I think it's a very positive service, Nadia. I really, really do. I'm really looking forward to going on this tuk tuk together. So let's get that in the diary. Maybe even record um a little podcast as we're whizzing around. You never know. <laughs> that would be fun. Fantastic. It really would. I want to do this. So thank you for joining us today. And just give all the, the website again, but it will, of course, be in the show notes. The website is www.wagit.uk. Amazing, Nadia. Look, well, I hope you'll come back and give us an update as things are progressing. That would be brilliant. I would love to, Anna. Thank you so much for having me. our show Mr Binks what did you think yes yes I know you want to go on the duck duck so do I watch that space and what's that yes you're right it is time for woof of the week it's true that the world could finally be waking up to the fact that it should be dog friendly Well, I hope you all enjoyed it. If you did, please rate and review the show wherever you tune into your podcasts. Thanks again to Nadia LeGirl and all the links are in our show notes. Thanks also to Mike Hansen, my producer. Find out more about him and his company at Hodpeople UK. And for me, I'm at Anna Webb Dogs. What's that, Mr Binks? Yes, you're right. We will be back in your feed next Sunday. So why don't you subscribe now? It's free. (laughs) That way you'll never miss another show. Bye for now.